All right, guys, here's some of the deals that we got going on at Solace Meds throughout the entire month of October. Dixie Gummies, 25% off. Solace Bars, 25% off. New Solace Sticks, those are brand new. 25% off. Mile High Extractions, also 25% off. You can get Summit for 25% off. And 1906 Drops, also for 25% off. They've also got Halloween specials going on. When we get to Halloween, October 30th, October 31st, the entire store, you can buy three, get one free on a product. October 31st on Halloween, get a goodie bag with a purchase of $50 or more. Of course, when you stop into any of the four Solace Meds locations, they got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, one blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Drop the code DNVR20, get 20% off your entire purchase every single time. Also get a free Solace bar or King Cone as well. Again, valid at any of those four Colorado locations. There we go. Losers Lounge music. Coming in. The vibes are not great. The vibes, the vibes are not good. Woo. What's up, everybody? And welcome in to a Losers Lounge. I got nothing for you. No, no sad trombone or nothing. Oh, my God. Uh, the Denver Nuggets lose. We did not expect them to lose tonight. I put money on them winning. It was a dumb preseason bet. I thought it was going to be dumb because they were going to be up big and then blow it at the end. Not at all how this game went. The Nuggets not only fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder 108-99, they get stomped. They get humiliated. I feel like it's a preseason game, so this feels incendiary. I felt like that was a punking. I felt like the Nuggets got punked tonight in a preseason. Oh, stop, man. Stop. stop. <laughs> stop. I don't think it was a punking, but it was like a, a young team like proving like we're not afraid of you guys type of moment. Okay. Yeah. Thunder, was, Thunder came out. They came out and they were ready to like showcase to everyone. Like, like we, we might not be the better team, but we're the team that's going to work harder. We're the team that's going to bring it. All right. We'll get into all of that. First one, remind everybody DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR when you sign up. Uh, you know, uh, I got Harrison wind here. I, I got Dev Johnson. It is the preseason. I mean, here, this is the thing. It's the preseason, and this stuff doesn't matter. The Lakers are 0-4, 0-5 or something at this very moment. Uh, I think a couple other of your, your big teams are like 1-3 or 0-5. Dev, you're making me on, dude. Don't do that. Um, but tonight, the last couple games, you'd say starters look good, bench units got it. You got to figure that out or, or what have you. Tonight, Harrison, you said it. The vibes were off. And I felt like this was a game where it was just a weird – it did not give me confidence. In fact, it lowered my confidence of a decent margin that the Nuggets are ready for opening night. Am I, you think I'm being too incendiary here? No, I mean, I think you're right on track there. There was a lot of potential for this game to have great vibes. First game where the starters are all playing together. First game that Will Barton was playing this preseason. Right. Going up against a Thunder team. That's going to be very, very bad this year. There was the potential for this to be a really positive night and that's the disappointment. I'm not disappointed that they lost a preseason game. You know, two teams who went un or went winless in the preseason last year, two teams that did not have a win in the preseason last year, the bucks and the Suns. Right. They then of right. course met in the final. So the end of the game was a little, a little interesting. We can talk about that, but I'm with you. There was a lot of momentum going where this could have been a positive night. And they could have captured that, and they didn't. Yeah. 
Dev, what do you think, man? I, I mean, you sound a little bit, maybe a little bit more. I, I don't think the sky's falling, but I just, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, you know, they missed shots tonight or, oh, it's not a big deal. I think they tried to win. I think they showed that they were not in sync on some things. The defense was atrocious. And then when they tried to win at the very end, they were like, okay, let's take over. Let's just have five good minutes. They couldn't do that either. So to me, this was a very discouraging game. Yeah, like we talked about, uh, you just brought up some of the other teams, um, you know, the Lakers and, and you know, like the Bucks are other teams that are just not playing well in the preseason right now. I think the difference is more so that those guys aren't playing their starters. Um, and I think that's where it, it got tricky for me is when they tried to turn it on, there's not a switch that you could just turn on. Like the Thunder came out and they truly did feel like they were going to win this game or they had a chance to like prove themselves. And the Nuggets were kind of just like lollygagging and they're like, okay, we'll turn it on. But right now they're not that team that could just turn it on. Um, they still have a lot of um, holes to fill. They have a lot of questions with the team. Um, I think I would have been like a, a little bit more optimistic if the starters came out and had another good game. And then we had to like figure it out with the, with the, with the bench unit. But right now, like in this game, the bench didn't play well, the, the starters didn't play well. The defense is atrocious. You're not going to beat many teams um, doing those type of things. And then also you change the way that you're playing offensively with the three point line and you're not shooting the three ball well. So it's like, do we give up on that right now until we try to figure other things out? There was a lot that came from this game. It is pretty clear that they're trying to shoot a lot of threes, don't you think, Harris? I mean, the numbers have bared it out, but even just watching them play, yeah. it's clearly a point of emphasis. I mean, Monte Morris has an ultra green light from three. Aaron Gordon clearly has a green right. light from three right. that he's driving through at 80 miles per hour every single time down the floor. Like, he is getting them up. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it's. I think it's been a positive this preseason for sure. But, you know, when you shoot 11 of 44, it's it's tough to win a game that way. I didn't really Go ahead. Go ahead, Dev. You're truly not going to beat another good team going 11 from 44. And then also on top of that, Jokic had such a good game offensively that you got all these guys with green lights and then you're going to try to slow it down or stop that. It's it's a tough line like to, to try to um, tightrope. Yeah, maybe the way to look at this is just to kind of go through the thing that stood out to me tonight watching this was that nobody really looked good. I thought Jokic looked okay at points. Like he had his moments. Defensively, there were a few plays that were really tough that Darius Baisley post up being one of them where he kind of just put Jokic in the spin cycle. But, you know, Jokic still a, a classic Jokic line, 22 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, three steals, one block shot, eight of 11 shooting. Like if you just look at that stat line, that's – I mean, that's a Hall of Fame caliber stat line right there. So he, I think, was the one guy that you could say, like, okay, wasn't necessarily too bad. Will Barton had a few moments where I thought he was good. He finished with 11 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Uh, goes five of 14, although just one of six from the three-point line. We could set those guys aside for just a second, but who was the worst of the worst tonight? I mean, you can almost play it that way. It was guys that stood out for all the wrong reasons. What do you think, Harrison? Who, who stood out for the, in, in the worst way? I mean, Aaron Gordon opened the game. Great. It, I, I had in my notes, Aaron Gordon can get any shot he wants right now. He, he, he had like a couple post-ups right off the bat. He was being physical. They, they were nuggets were looking for him down low. And then he just started shooting jumpers. It almost seemed like so. He actually could get every shot that he wanted, and those are the shots he chose to take. Um, so he stood out. I mean, Michael Porter Jr.'s defense was really bad. 
tonight. That was really pretty bad. discouraging, I thought. Um, and then, you know, the bench. The bench is the biggest concern right now. We talked about it a couple days ago, Adam. Like, that's really – it's actually my only concern with this team is just the bench because the starters, yeah, they didn't look great tonight. I thought they tried for the first, like, three minutes of this game, got up 16-10, to 10, and then just shut it down and, and just, like, actually really didn't go 100% the rest of the game. Still should have been enough to win against the Thunder, but it wasn't. The bench – is is my top concern because I just don't feel confident if they go, you know, with five bench guys on the floor at the same time. And I know Jermichael Green didn't play tonight, and we've seen in the past how he's kind of maybe the glue of that bench unit, especially early on last year we saw that. But I, I just am not too confident in that five-man bench unit. Dev, who is the guy on the bench unit? I mean, how do you fix it? Is there a guy that you think is maybe weighing things down? I'm not sure how you fix it in a game that you can't score at all. But also, if you're if you're going to be a team that like can't score the ball, you got to like lock in defensively and have guys that can can slow down um, the opposition. And right now, they don't have it. Um, when you when you talk about who had a, a rough night, it has to be the guard play, which makes it really difficult because that's a, a constant battle right now. Um, the PJ Dozier, I think he took a step back as, as far as his defense. Like that's something that has stood out. Um, in the, the preseason games, and today was not a good game for him. Faku has not been able to find any type of rhythm whatsoever. Um, he's still shooting the three ball really bad um, and continues to shoot the three ball. Um, he, he's still, you know, Austin Rivers is not, you know, making any – it looks like he's the the odd man out um, completely right now. And that's what Bones, who's a rookie, who still has a long way to go. So – it's a difficult spot to be in right now for Malone um, to try to figure out who am I going to play um, right now? You just can't figure anything out. I think I, I'm with you on the bench and we can kind of start there because it's been the one that's been consistently bad. You know, Jeff Green has had a little bit of a rough one. He had a nice little flurry. I mean, he's a guy yeah. that is capable of having little runs and, 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 you know, being a spark. And he had that a little bit in the third, early fourth, but uh, that whole unit to me, I look at, I think Faku has really struggled in this, you know, in this preseason. And even tonight uh, he struggled. I think Austin Rivers has struggled and just hasn't looked. I thought early on he didn't look aggressive. In this game, it looked like he was more aggressive, but equally as ineffective. Um, you know, you go, you go down the list. This was a bad PJ night. I think most he's been good this preseason, but he had a little bit of a down night. So I look at all of them and I just think, man, right now, I don't know who's looking good on that bench unit. Yeah, I'm was I was sitting there watching the game wondering if Austin Rivers has like a clause in his contract if you know he executes a certain number of jab steps in a season and he gets a <laughs> bonus or something. Like There's the guy just good. Yeah, he he gets the ball and he holds it a lot. Um like he he was great in the playoffs for Denver, he was great defensively, but he's just been holding the ball. The ball stopped a lot with him uh this preseason I felt like. Yeah. Um, let's get to Porter. Cause to me, I, that would have been my top story. The bench has been bad and it's discouraging, but the starters have been great. Porter was great in that first game. Jokic was not there. He was great in that first one. I thought he's looked like he did last year, you know, really since then, and maybe even a little bit worse, you know, he was up and down a little bit even last year, but tonight you look at him six of 14 from the field, two of seven from the three. This doesn't really even tell the story. He has 15 points, six rebounds. He was a game worse, minus 15. 
Um, only Aaron Gordon was remotely close. We'll talk about him, I'm sure, in the second segment. But it wasn't just that he missed shots tonight. It's that he just looked so out of place. He looked yeah. like the worst version of himself. He wasn't comfortable. He was making mistakes. He mishandled a dribble where he just dribbles it away, like he kind of like he did last year. It was the hits, uh, blown defensive assignment. It was all the low, um, the low light hits from last year. And I gotta say, I'm a little concerned with him and and his rhythm because we know he can score, Dev, and I know he's gonna hit some shots. But he just didn't look. Com- you know how sometimes you just don't look comfortable. You're like, I don't know what my role is on this team. That's kind of what he looked like tonight. Well, it makes it uh, like really hard to like um, put your like finger on because it's an offense that's just free flowing right now. You, everybody has the green light. Everybody's able to shoot it. He's getting a lot of touches, but he does look out of whack. And it goes back to last year where it looks like he's out like overthinking out there on the floor. I think that he knows that he's the the second option. And, and a lot of times right now in the preseason, the first option. Um, and it's like he's not ready to have that that situation right now. Um, lost on defense, which I know is like taking a toll on the offensive end. Shots not falling. And when the shot's not falling for a shooter, how else are you going to try to get yourself involved? Right now, he's just taking tough um, turnaround jumpers to try to get himself going. And, and that's where I think he has to like try to – that's where the greats like change themselves. Maybe they try to get to the free throw line early. Maybe they work themselves in and then step out. Um, he's just like shooting right now and the shots are not falling, so he's trying to find it. Um that defense is atrocious. Like, I don't know how they, how you get that together because it's already the defense is not good as a unit, but he really stands out. Yeah. He was just never in the game tonight. Like he yeah, was never locked in. He was, yeah. um, I don't even know how to, how to say it. He was like checked out. It seemed like to me, you know, Porter does this so much where if he doesn't get the ball, like, you know he's shooting it the next time he touches the ball. And that was happening a lot early in the first quarter. The two threes he attempted in the first quarter, particularly the one that he got the and one on his first three, it was right after the first couple minutes of the game where he barely touched the ball. And you're like, oh, this pass is going to MPJ. He's definitely shooting it. Like, a couple of his shots came that way tonight. He just never seemed super engaged. Yeah. You know what this game reminded me of? It reminded me of game four of the playoffs last year against – Portland and remember when there was the protest in the building and this or that we find out is the 36 hours between game three and game four and, and they were up and then we get a report today that there was a tornado warning in in Oklahoma City last night and apparently the nuggets at 5 a.m were awoken from a, a a tornado alarm inside the building no that's no excuse I mean I'm trying to make excuse of the preseason game but it reminded me of that and just that the nuggets just didn't have any energy they didn't have a, the vibe like everybody it felt like a chore. The only time I felt like the Nuggets had a little pep in their step was when Jokic checked in with the bench. And I thought Yoke was like, I, I thought for a second he was going to He was a, going. Like, I thought he was going to pull a Jimmy Butler where it's like. Yeah. Well, like I wondered, I actually wondered at the time if he requested to go in. He's like, coach, let me go run with the second unit to show these guys, you know, what what's up. And he had a little pep in his step. Still didn't work. They still ended up losing, you know, giving up some shots, but. I just thought this team looked dead tonight and I'm See, surprised because it was an important game to kind of get a rhythm. I thought they did come out with some pep. Like they were up what 16 to 10, yep. 19 to 15, yep. something like that. The yep. ball was moving. They were getting a lot of open threes. I thought they did come out with some fire. I, I, I agree with that. First, first yeah. four or five minutes ball was popping. Yep. But then, like I said, I think they were up. They had a couple good possessions. And then honestly, it just seemed like everybody shut it down to me. 
<laughs> from, from that point on, the starters shut it down and the bench never really came in with any energy. So I, I did feel like they came out and looked good for those first couple minutes. Yeah, you'd have to assume that. Uh, I mean, everybody's ready for the regular season, especially um, this Nuggets squad. Um, preseason is long. It's just a lot. Um, and they're ready to, to get going. Um, also, with just – I think there's a lot of adjustments that the Nuggets are making and just really trying to figure things out that it's just – maybe it's just a lot of pressure on players right now. Um, and then maybe just anxiety and just anxious, just getting ready for the season. So, I mean, you don't want to take too much out of – um, preseason, but there are certain things like defensively that you have to figure out um, early on um, to try to get yourself a rhythm going in and, and trying to lock in. The last guy I think I want to highlight, um, you know, right, at least right now, we'll do some more on the other side, but Aaron Gordon tonight was a weird player. I mean, he had one shot. He had, uh, he goes, he gets three points, two rebounds, two assists. I think it was and the first shot of the game that he hit. Yeah, it might have been, yeah. And then to your point, Harrison, the when guys get a green light, like, okay, we're going to shoot more threes. Almost all of those ones he took after the first five minutes of the game, I was kind of like, that's not your shot. That's, that's not it. What are we doing? He here? was open, but of course he was open because he's the guy on that lineup you leave open. And even like the openness of a three point shot, there's still a rhythm to the game that you establish. And sometimes you're just open and there's no rhythm to it. And it's like, Hey, there's no rebounders. You know, the ball hasn't defenses and had to move. I thought it was a lot of that. So he was another one to me that stood out. And, and another way he stood out, you know, he got switched out on a Shea Gilgis-Alexander sometimes tonight. He got switched out on a Baisley. He got switched out on the guys, and he looked like just another guy out there defensively. Yeah. And to me, that's that's one of the things that's concerning. You you want him – You the Nuggets need him to be a guy that when he switched out on somebody, it's like, okay, they're not going to try it. Unless it's a Kawhi Leonard or this or that. But you want it to be like, uh, yeah – find the other mismatch because that ain't it. And that wasn't the case tonight. Guys felt like they could take it. I think like so much of the emphasis is on the Nuggets offense right now. And especially on Aaron Gordon trying to, you know, find himself in that, that starting rotation. Like they know that he's a good defender. They know he can, you know, switch on to guys. So I feel like a lot of his off season was just on offense and trying to figure yourself out. And then when, when it's the full starters, and he becomes that fifth guy instead of the third or fourth option as he's been in the last few games with, with Barton coming back. I feel like it, it takes a step back when you realize you're not the guy that they're going go to go through. You're the guy that they're leaving open. Like your confidence drops just a little bit. And I'm not sure if he just really was – I don't think anybody was ready to play defense tonight. Like it's the thunder. You don't expect them to hit shots. Um, and then they just kind of blitzed them. But I really do think that there's a battle with Aaron Gordon like mentally of – when he's not, you know, a, a go-to option, like how else he could figure things out on the court. And you could see it playing out in a game like that. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we hit our first break? On the other side, we'll get to more of the concern. I, I mean, I don't I don't want to feel like reactionary or this or that, but I do. There are some things that I look at and I go, if that was the dress rehearsal, I'm not sure what to expect uh, on, on Wednesday night next week. There's time to fix it, but we'll go over what level of concern we have for various topics surrounding the Nuggets. Hey guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager. Hope you had some in the fridge for tonight. Nuggets have another one tomorrow night, the old preseason back-to-back. Uh, make sure you pick up some for tomorrow night if you haven't already. Uh, you can get Mile High City Copper Lager from your local liquor store usually. You can usually get it from your local grocery store as well. You can also also get it from the Breck Brew Farmhouse uh, just outside of downtown Denver. Great spot to pick up some brews, pick up some food. They got really good food out there. 
at the farmhouse as well. Uh, so make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager this week. Also at Manscaped right now, if you're a DNVR listener, use code DNVR. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. That's when you use the code DNVR. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, make sure to pick up that perfect package 4.0. It's got the lawnmower 4.0. It's got the weed whacker, the ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Uh, you get that shed travel bag as well. It's a great deal. It's the best value at Manscaped. It's what all of us have. Uh, so go to manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR. Get 20% off plus free shipping. That's big. Plus free shipping when you use the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Deeply concerned. Deeply concerned. All right. So back here. Oops, I got it. I always forget there's music going. Back here, uh, segment two. Brendan Vogt will be joining us in just a moment. He's talking to Michael Malone and, and a couple players as we speak. He'll be joining us to share a report from there. So here's the thing about us doing a show and a live show of the type we do. One hour. We talk about it. We're reacting to the game. We're reacting to trends, this or that. It's easy to, to take something we say or a segment we do and run with it and think, oh, oh, they're overreacting to this or that. The preseason, like, it ends tomorrow, and then there's a week, and then the season begins. Like, a lot is going to change. So when I talk about being concerned, it's not like, ooh, I think this is gonna, the Nuggets are doomed in this way or that way. But there are things that it's like, I wish we would have seen this. I wish we would have seen more of it. Um, and the number one thing I think we talked about it already is the bench. I don't know that bench we're going to get an answer because I'm not sure the Nuggets are going to play their guys tomorrow. So I don't think it'll be a regular rotation. Definitely and they did not. not play well in any of these games. So I look at that and I go, the bench is unproven in the preseason. And the next chance they have to prove themselves, the game's going to count in the win-loss column. The worst you- part? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Duff. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm glad you, you brought that point up. Because I think that it'll be um, – they would have sat their starters for tomorrow's game. But with really? them not seeing um, that bench unit or not having an answer for that bench unit, maybe they give some guys the night off, but some guys are going to have to play with the second unit. Maybe they have – because there's going to be moments they have to – On a back-to-back in Tulsa? In the big thing that they're going to have to do is have Michael Porter Jr. with the second unit. They're going to need us like a star score – with that second unit. So maybe he does play tomorrow in the back-to-back where he's, you know, having to get that, that unit going, because that's going to be a question for the entire year. That's not a, just a preseason like fix or issue that the Nuggets do have. That's something that you have to look at the entire year. So maybe they do play tomorrow. Yeah. It's not like you have a ton of options to go to on the bench either. I mean, the five guys they rolled out are obviously the five guys they want to play on that second unit. You've got Austin Rivers. Other than that, I don't think you really trust anybody else. The one thing you can do, like Dev said, is a little bit of a stagger. I mean, we we know Michael Malone, I don't think, prefers to do that. He prefers to go with the all-bench lineup if he can. Um, But, yeah, I mean, based on the way MPJ played today, that that wasn't really working either. And I don't even know if playing him tomorrow, if Yoke doesn't play, really makes a lot of sense. Like, you know – Michael Porter looks good when he gets to go out there and just gun it. I mean, maybe that even becomes a conversation later on in the year about how much do you just give him the ball and let him gun? How much do you stagger him so he gets to be the top option, this or that? So if he goes out and does that tomorrow, but Jokic doesn't play and maybe Gordon doesn't play, I I don't think I learned anything from that other than, okay, he got a little bit of rhythm or momentum. I think you learn a a little bit about just 
what he looks like around the guys that are not the starters, uh, how guys adjust to his game and letting him just go crazy instead of having them play within the flow of the offense. Also, I think that he, he needs to just have one of those huge games where he puts up, you know, 30 points or something like that. Um, just to get him in a, in a flow and a rhythm going into the season, they're going to need him to be a big time scorer this year. They just, they yeah. do. Um, and putting yeah. him with whatever unit that doesn't have Jokic is really pretty much a second unit um, for him, um, especially if you sit other guys. So I think staggering him, staggering Will Barton at times, uh, they're going to have to play him back into a rhythm and, and not being injured as well. Um, and then even that helps Aaron Gordon. Maybe he plays some minutes because he's going to have to find himself offensively and they're going to need both of them to, to get some, something going. Yeah. This is, this is a preview of tomorrow's night for sure. Marcus. Yeah, Howard maybe a potential game winner too. Game winner. Um, here's, here's what I would do. I would not play any starters tomorrow and I would start the five man bench unit uh, because yeah, you can talk about a stagger and, and whatnot. And I think Denver will have to go to that at some points, but if you could get some good minutes, with that five-man bench unit tomorrow, that could put you in a much better place mentally uh, than you are right now. Then again, I say that, and those five could come out tomorrow and look just as bad as they did tonight, and then you're really not feeling too great about that group. But that's what I would do. I would rest all the starters tomorrow and just start with, you know, Bones, PJ, uh, the two greens, maybe Jamaica won't even play, and uh, Faku, and just see, just see if that group can get any rhythm. But if they played tomorrow, if they start, do you have confidence that they would look better? <sighs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't. But um, like that's the group, though. I think. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the group you're gonna go with. One one thing uh, we didn't talk about. We wondered with Jermichael Green out who would be the ten, the five guys off the bench, and it turns out it was only four at first. You know, Malone elected instead to put Michael Porter at power forward, move PJ Dozier to small forward, and they went you know pretty small uh, with, with kind of a small lineup, and that you know that turned out to not not work very well. They eventually put uh, Austin Rivers in and then played really small um, with all bench unit and PJ at the four. So those were the options he went to. The only thing I would read into that is. I'm guessing he wanted to get a look. Michael Malone wanted to get a look at, at a nine man rotation or, or this or that, but he might also not have con. We keep thinking is Vlatko or Zeke or bold. The next guy up turns out, I think Malone would rather just play none of those guys than play any of them. Uh, and that might've been the answer we got tonight on that front. Yeah. And a thought that definitely crossed my mind tonight was if Michael Malone wants to put some energy in the game and wants to send a message, he would go to Vlatko. You know, like if this was a regular season game in December or January and the Nuggets were playing like they were tonight, I bet he would have gone to Vlatko, but he probably didn't because he's like, I got to get these 10 guys in, in some sort of rhythm. I got to get my regulars some run together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they, uh, that Malone is uh, having a battle of, do I get the rhythm going or do I try to prove a message? I mean, prove a point to, to the team and try to get a message. Or do I try to get a win? <laughs> yeah, it, well, yeah, and you really do – not that wins matter in preseason, but, like, getting some type of flow going into the season or, you know, just, like, you don't leave the, the gym on a miss. Like, those are just things that yeah, you don't for do. Sure. I feel like you want to try to go after a win, even if it doesn't come. Like, at least you put yourself in, in game-time situations where you're trying to chase a win or you're trying to right. get a, a meaningful stop or – 
we're going through a guy, you know, just to to close out a game to see how that looks and running our offense. Um, and you're just not able to see that right now with, with the Nuggets. Yeah. I also, Aaron Gordon, somebody brought this up in the chat earlier, but Aaron Gordon looked really springy in that first game. Haven't necessarily noticed it since then. And maybe he maybe he is healthy, as, as everybody has been saying, and he is doing better, just hasn't manifested itself, which in some ways is just as bad. If he, if he is feeling more athletic, but it's not translating on the court, what's going on there? How can you get it to, to translate more? But he just has not stood out for good reasons. Uh, over the last couple games. And to me, that's another area where I just look at it and I go, okay, also a little bit concerned there. Yeah, there's some concern. I got to say, though, I'm not concerned about the starters at all. I'm just not. I can't get there. Um, I, I mean, uh, four years ago, four years ago, the Nuggets almost lost to the Perth Wildcats in the preseason. I remember that. I forgot about that one. <laughs> That's right. They almost lost to a team from Australia. Bryce Cotton had like 33 points. It was this wild game. I remember that. I'm not yeah. worried about the starters. I'm just not. They're going to be really, really good. The bench, I, I am a little concerned about. But um, the starters, Aaron Gordon, I'm, I think they're going to be okay. Well, let's move to the Bones portion of this because that was one, I don't want to say bright spot because I don't think this was a great game by Bones. But he was good. And, and it's funny that when we talk about a bench unit that struggled so much, even though he had what might've been his worst game of the preseason so far, I still think he outperformed all the other guards. So he still gets 12 points. He gets five assists. Uh, I'm sorry. He gets 12 points, two rebounds, three assists, one block, just one turnover. That was one of the big things for me. I wanted to see if he could lower the turnovers and he goes four of nine, including two of six from three. So uh, including hitting a couple deep threes that I think are kind of important because he's the only player on the Nuggets roster that routinely takes those types of shots. Um, what did you see from Bones, Dev? I, I think just the ability to space the floor from the guard spot, which they're really going to need. Also, what Bones brings that the others got, the other guys don't is the, the pace at which he plays at. He gets the yeah. ball up the court faster than any other guard and gets the offense like flowing and, and rotating a lot earlier. Um, than the other guys. He also is just such a confident scorer that it's easier to play like alongside him and off of him um, where he's not just, you know, hunting for shots, but he's also not um, timid. Like he's trying to score, but he's also trying to make plays happen. Um, you know, he's still fouling a lot. And he also, um, it seems like they're like starting to go at him a little bit more, which he's going to have, like, that's where um, you're going to start seeing like his defense is not um, advanced or anything like that. And that's where his, his issues will come. But his ability to still just attack, attack, attack as a rookie is is something that is welcomed like for that team, and it is still a bright spot. Yeah, yeah. What well, what's happening with Bones sometimes on the bench unit is something I was afraid of. At times, it looks like he's the only one who wants to be aggressive and like go to the rim and look yeah, for a I shot. Agree. I agree. You know, especially in the first half tonight, like Jeff Green got it going a little in the second half. They got some better ball movement, but. At times tonight, and even throughout the preseason, Bones is the guy really pushing the envelope. And it's a little a little scary when your rookie's the guy doing that on a pretty veteran-laden second unit. Somebody, I see somebody says, you know, Faku worked on his three-point shots not showing. I'm not – I'm concerned about Faku's three-point shooting, but I, I've said this in the Faku preview. I'm more concerned about his inability to – and really fear to get to the rim. And this ties into what you're saying – I think that's part of it is you want guards that can get to the rim. Jim Michael Green, Jeff Green, 
Jeff Green attacks and dunks it. But for the most part, those are pick and pop guys or they're floor spacer guys, meaning they're standing at the three-point line by design. You want to get guys that can get into the paint and score. P.J. Dozier not great at finishing at the rim. Faku doesn't even go in there. He didn't take a shot in the paint tonight. Well, he does. I, he, he does go into the rim, but he's not a threat to shoot it. So teams right, just let right. him go into the lane at will because they just know the kickout's coming. So like he gets into the rim, but it really doesn't do much for your offense because he's not a threat in there. What yeah, I, I just the, the nutmeg pass was it was incredible. That was, really nice. that was, that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. But also he, him not he plays to the to the defense's strength. Like they want him to stay on the perimeter and shoot threes. They want him to just try to create for other people. They're just letting him go out there and roam, and it makes it easy to defend him and also the Nuggets when you kind of already know what the script is um, with them. Also, he worked like so much on the three ball, but we haven't seen it like thus far. Um, he's, you know, he hasn't opened up his offense with the floater, which, you know, that that's going to help him as a, as a score. It's going to help the Nuggets um, offense like completely. Um, so it's just, we haven't seen the things that he's supposed to see, like the gap from, from year one to year two. Um, and it makes it hard. We got a super chat here from uh, Jarrett Suazo. Thank you very much, Jarrett. Um, sending us to Serbia with our, every super chat. Yeah, should they look to Vladko after one forward injury instead of two or three if the alternative is the four-guard lineup? So I think what he's asking is, would you rather have Vladko played tonight than, than have done you know some of the crazy lineups? Look, here's the thing that's interesting about it. Like, I like Vladko. I think he can play. What's tough is, I don't know if Vladko solves a Faku Dozier backcourt. In fact, I don't, I'm yeah. pretty sure it doesn't. Like, I don't think... He fixes a problem that they did not necessarily have right now. He gives you consistency. Maybe he's a good defender, rebounder, whatever. But I think they still run into the same problem, which is you can't get to the rim. You can't get to the paint. You don't have anybody that if they got there could finish anyway. Yeah, I, I think you go to Vlatko if you're just – if you're looking to, like, change up the momentum and, and the feel of the game. But he's not, like, an all-fix option for for a lineup that wasn't – you know, playing super well. I, I'm with you. I, I like Vlatko. Oh, I would have liked to see him out there. Sure. But um, like he's, he's probably not just going to be your first choice to play rotation minutes. And that's what Denver was trying to do tonight. They were trying yeah. to get some chemistry with the guys that are going to be in their rotation. And yeah, like putting Vlatko out there to try to win a game when he's not going to be in the rotation uh, probably wouldn't have solved the problem. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, just having a dress rehearsal type of game and putting in a guy that's not going to be a part of your rotation. I mean, I don't understand what the message would be or what you're actually trying to work on, um, especially uh, when Malone before the game talked about um, having the guys play through, you know, those type of moments where they're they're getting outplayed and they're not playing to the best of their abilities and trying to figure it out. And then you put a guy out there that is not going to be a part of those type of moments throughout the season. So um, I think Vlaco is a, is a really good um, piece to just have on a team, but it doesn't make sense to put him in, in a situation where you're trying to trying to learn something about your team. If it's this scenario where like one of those guys goes down for a week or two in the regular season. Yeah. I, I'd go to Vlaco. I'd be cool with that. For I agree. Sure. I agree. Yeah. Because I agree. you want it. You, you, you never want to go down to a eight or nine man rotation in the regular season. I'm, I'm just, 
I think by nine now, man, I think a nine man rotation even in the regular season is fine. Yeah, There's by else. by now I've just been through enough regular seasons with this team where I'm like, don't chase wins with a shortened rotation. Just keep it at ten. And yeah, I'd be I'd be down with putting Vlatko in, in that scenario. Are there any other angles from this game that we need to tackle? I mean, part of this was it was just a really bad game. Low energy, guys missed shots, didn't play. I mean, are there other angles you feel need to be discussed? The end of the game was kind of stunning to watch in its own right. I mean, the Nuggets put their starters back in when it, I think it was a double-digit game or close to it, like clearly wanting to get a win, I thought, because like Nicole Jokic played 30 minutes tonight. Um <laughs> That was a little surprising. You know, all the starters played in the upper 20s. That, that was kind of the plan, but I didn't think anybody would get to 30. But they put the starters in late, and the Nuggets starters are going against, like, the Thunder's C lineup. There were four rookies out there. Giddy, Robinson Earl, Aaron Wiggins. Um, who was the other one? Trey Mann. Trey Mann, who the Nuggets liked in the draft. And then, uh, and then Gabriel Deck as well. And they couldn't close the gap. They did a little yeah. bit and then just turned it over and the Thunder kept hitting shots and the Thunder really wanted to win as well. Um, but that yeah. was that was a little little eye-opening to watch. The one thing that I'll add to that that I think, you know, I, I'm excited to hear from the presser to hear what the reason was is not only did they go with their starters, they made the decision for Michael Porter Jr. not to be with that group and they put Bones Highland in the game. Um, for him and I want to know what go like what went into that decision if something happened to Michael Porter Jr. if it was just like a benching or whatever the case may be is is something I'm excited to hear about anxious it might have been a benching because Malone was pretty hot at some of the things that were happening with Porter you could tell that he was upset with Porter and you're right they put the starters in and then Bones you know was there before they threw in the towel so Porter got back Porter got in though no, 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 no. They put Bones in. Bones was on the court when Malone called a timeout and pulled everyone. And then Bones stayed on the court, but everybody right. else now. But it was a Barton, Bones, uh, Jokic, uh, Gordon, and who and Monte. Like, that lineup was on the court. That was the last lineup that was on the court with the starting unit. Right. So had they have come back and won it, the story would have been Denver closes the game without Michael Porter, and that would have been a big deal. So – Right, but I, Porter I eventually came back in. Is is all I'm saying. He eventually he came did come in. back in after that. Yeah, he came in at the 5:49 mark. I know, but he got pulled. Up. I'm he, yeah, he, yeah, he wasn't with the starters when they tried to make their push back. It was Bones. Yeah, he got he got pulled even after because the starters didn't come out till like a minute thirty or two minutes or something like that. It wasn't that much time when they threw in the towel. He got. I pulled. think all I think all that happened is they just wanted to see Bones run with the starters, and then they sub. Porter in for Bones. I don't know. You think that? <laughs> I don't know. I would put Michael Porter Jr. out to try to come back in the game. Uh, maybe because you don't want to play him 30 minutes? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Look, there's a lot of different things that could go on, but I was with you, Dev. When that happened, I was kind of like, hmm, okay. All right, a little a little bit interesting. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know. So do you think they play tomorrow? Uh, Harrison, do you think – I mean, who who do you think does not get a DNP tomorrow? I bet they rest all the starters tomorrow. Um, I mean, Malone, Malone said at practice the other day that Will Barton might play in the second half of the back-to-back just to, like, get into better shape. game shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't mess with that. Um, yeah, I, I would probably rest all the starters. 
Yeah, I'm I, I'm looking at the at the play by play. Maybe you guys are right because the starters went in with Bones, then Porter came in, and then two minutes later, Bones came in for Porter again. Yeah. So while the stars were out there, so yeah, maybe it, it was so quick that I just can't imagine Malone was like, "We're going to give Bones a two-minute rest and then get him back in there." Just get no, I, I, it was to me, it seemed a little bit strange. Uh, what do you think, Dev? Do you think starters rest tomorrow? I think that certain starters will rest. I think that some are going to play, at, like not a lot, but they're going to be a part of. Um, they're going to start the game tomorrow. Um, I really do think that, especially with just how they played. Um, tonight and then it's against the Thunder like you you got outplayed the night before um, you got to prove yourself a little bit more um, just because that's the type of season you're going to have is a prove it season without Jamal Murray um, so I think that he's going to want to get his guys like in some type of zone and just like some mental edge at, at least a little bit all right let's hit a break on the other side hopefully vote will be joining us uh, I don't Somehow, whenever Vote is doing the uh, post game, the, the players don't come out of the locker room ever. So we'll have to wait and hope that the players come to the podium and talk uh, here shortly. Players only meeting in the preseason, guys? Or we haven't found the <laughs> uh, But maybe, who knows? Uh, but on the other They're side, just trying to figure out how to stop Josh Giddy, is all they're trying to do. <laughs> uh, guys, the Cardo XOs, they've been renamed the American Raptors. They play at Infinity Park. Head out to one of those games. They're super fun uh, when they're in season. Head to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your ticket uh, for the upcoming season if you can't make a game. AmericanRaptors.com is streaming all of their games from their website. That's a novel idea, sh- streaming games from a website. That's that's real 2021-2022 t- technology. Um, catch all those American Raptors games. If you're in Denver, if you're in Colorado, uh, want to come check it out. Head to Infinity Park. It's a really cool thing that the American Raptors do. All their players come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and they pretty much just learn the game of rugby. So uh, the American Raptors at Infinity Park, check them out. Right now at DraftKings for this week, another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's all that has to happen. You bet on the game. If either team scores a point, you win $100. The last 0-0 tie of the NFL was in 1943. So you got a pretty good chance at winning this one. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. A single point. It's promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Finally, 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 StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use the code DNBR25. If you're a first-time customer, get 25% off your first order. StravaCraft Coffee Pack with CBD can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, long-term issues that you might be having. If you're a returning customer, use code DNVR20 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Get 20% off your order. All righty. Final segment here. Looks like Vote will be joining us here in just a second. He's talked to Jeff Green. He's talked to Michael Malone. I might switch off with him right now so we can keep the show moving. Uh, don't know what I want to wait 
it sounds like players are a little bit slow getting out of the locker room today. So hopefully we'll have him here really quick. I did see next week, guys, we are having a watch party at the DNBR bar. So you're going to want to come out. It's going to be awesome. Game's going to be fun. It's going to be good to see everyone again, you know, like just get back into the watch parties for Nuggets, uh, for Nuggets games. We'll obviously all be there. But also, I saw somebody asking in there about what burger to get. The Bronco Burger. Have you had this? Oh, you had this the other day, didn't you, Dev? It's life-changing. It really is. I'm telling you, it's that good of a burger. Um, so if you come to the bar, get that one. It's got like barbecue sauce, cream cheese, green chilies. It's like everything. It's like every flavor on earth, and it's right there in one burger. It's fantastic. Um, we got a question here. Faku's a PNR master. When he has a big man going to the rim, his game changes with no five. There is something to this. I mean, Jeff Green is the five, right? And he can dunk on guys, but he's not a lob threat. Like as much as his, his dunks are catch and then one dribble or something and smash on guys. And I do think there is something to the Nuggets don't have that rim pressure right now. And that might be a thing that, that hurts Faku more than it hurts anybody else. Well, they haven't had it in the second unit, you know, in like three years. Yeah. Since maybe since Roy Hibbert, just kidding. Well, no, just kidding. No, no, no. Mason Plumley was a good rim roller. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, Mason Plumley for sure with the bench uh, unit. Hartenstein Absolutely, was a good rim roller. Even, All right, even, maybe uh, stop there. I feel like Mason Plumley worked. Hartenstein, I feel like we're stretching it. No way. Hartenstein yeah. was a good rim roller. I mean, he he could roll to the rim, but then like he couldn't really do anything when he caught it. Javale McGee. He, yeah. What about he JaVale McGee? He, well, he barely barely played. He didn't, so. really, <laughs> play. he didn't really play. Um, vote. What's up, fellas? How was Michael Malone? Was he pumped? Uh, yeah, slightly less than pumped mood. I do have to say, I think his mood was salvaged somewhat by uh, we got Esteban uh, from Cordoba had the first question, and then Jim Conlon from Ireland got the last question. And I think those were the only reasons Malone didn't just give us the same speech he gave his team in the locker room, I assume. Uh, no, he was. Do you, right. think, do you think Malone just can't take Faku out of the rotation because he can't sit through Esteban's questions if Faku isn't playing? That's part of it. It could also be the series they won in the six games last year in the playoffs. But, yeah. um, no, he, he was in a less than thrilled mood, but uh, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't just uh, raw anger. I mean, he had some thoughts. He distilled them. And I guess I'll give them to you guys now as Adam Mars is, uh, is gone. So, yeah, what did Mullen have to say? Uh, obviously, in the second half, they had 12 turnovers for nine points, Malone said. That wasn't great. Um, starters were not playing well. I give that second unit a lot of credit. I think that Faku, Bones, Rivers, PJ, Jeff Gree unit, um, he went on to say, like, got them back into the game with the way they played in that third which I thought was interesting. I mean, I saw a lot of people complaining about the four guard lineup and I get it because we've seen that fail. Although tonight it's worth noting that was arguably the best stretch of the game for the Nuggets outside of that opening stint with the starters. Um, but he went on to say the reality is our second half defense was nowhere where it needed to be. We took a step backwards tonight. Hmm. Um, I'd say so. It flipped, you know, so. the, you know as well as I do when most of the of these post games in the preseason have been about figuring the bench out. The starters have struggled. Tonight it was about the uh, the starters have looked great rather. Tonight it was about the starters struggling um, on pulling them in the third. Malone said we weren't scoring, we weren't executing, we weren't generating good shots. He did say that that's the first time this preseason we've seen that from them. Um, but he just did not like the way they were playing. 
And he gives that 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 group we just mentioned, that second unit group, a lot of credit because they played hard, they played the right way, and they got them back in the game. Um, and the starters, once again, just didn't look good. So it was all about them tonight. Are you concerned about the starters at all? Not no. not even remotely. Uh, not even yeah. remotely. They've looked great until a bad game against OKC, and I don't think that was about suddenly being outmatched, fellas. I think they didn't execute well tonight. They didn't shoot well tonight. I don't think... Um, uh, the beats are right here, actually. I don't think anyone would disagree <laughs> with that. Um, but no, I'm not. No, I'm not wor- worried about them. I also, yeah, me neither. I've seen the, you know, I think this is natural. I'm not trying to like, everyone has their reactions, but with regards to changing up the rotation, I mean, there's plenty to figure out with the bench for sure, but these drastic changes I've seen suggested in the chat or otherwise. You don't go chasing a preseason result to Oklahoma City. You just don't. I mean, there's a plan. And if it, if, if things look this horribly, a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month in this season. There's some, there's some stuff you got to reflect on, but don't think we're there, fellas. Well, did yeah, he so- all talk about um, the decision for um, for him to go with Bones instead of Michael Porter Jr. And if he did not, um, what do you think happened in the in the fourth quarter? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't talk about that. I think we can all probably take a guess. Like we know what Malone likes and doesn't like about Porter's game, and we know. I think what elicits reactions, rotation reactions, substitution reactions. And then obviously who could be more in Malone's like if, if there's the doghouse, whatever the other end of the circle of trust, I mean, Malone is as squarely in the, our uh, bones is as squarely in that as any player. So um, not too surprised. There weren't any questions about that particular choice though. Yeah. Talking about like big changes, Corey brought this up. If it's worth discussing moving PJ to the starting unit to get some defensive pressure, and Bart to the second unit for some offense. Look, uh, for like moving Bart to the second unit, that's just like a non-starter. That's not going to happen. Um, and also, man, like this starting unit has you know been good last year. It was good last year. Like I don't have what their net rating was uh, off the top of my head, but it was good. So I, I don't think it's worth making like a drastic change like that. I think PJ is in a good role on the second unit. Um, and honestly, what you forget about Monte is like, he can actually shoot it where PJ's jump shot, you know, there, there still leaves a lot to be desired there. So I don't think it's something that, uh, that they would think about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why it would, I just don't know why it would. So they're going to work towards getting those five starters back on the court again this year. And obviously Jamal will be the hiccup, but that's going to be the plan. And you stick to that. I mean, there's going to be some stuff to figure out with this bench, but I think making those types of drastic choices uh, because he didn't like the way, you know, the preseason went, that's, that's not really how winning organizations go about their business. I do, I do have to say like, there's a tough, there's a wrench in this whole dynamic, right? And you guys talked about it. I was catching some of the show earlier. Faku plays so much better with the starters. And I know so many players do, um, but he's not like, he needs other finishers out there with him and, and other playmakers out there with him. He's not going to, he's not like an instant offense, just add water guy. And so there's a dynamic that's lacking from that bench group. And I'm not sure how they're going to get it necessarily with those five guys. Go, especially I just I, yeah I just gotta say like I just disagree with this so much PJ Dozier is not a shooter that means if he starts you're gonna have PJ Dozier and Aaron Gordon on the same unit like that does not work in a Jokic ball offense yeah it, I it, also it just doesn't the starters who starts and who finishes games is more important you get that right and then you figure out the rest from there that's been that formula like 
that's worked for the Nuggets, that's got them all those regular seasons that wins, that's got them that postseason success. And of course, I don't need to explain to you guys the rotation shrink in the playoffs, and we are a long, long way uh, away from that, of course. But I just don't – you get the starters right first, and you figure out the rest from there. Um, starters, so, stars are fine. Starters are fine. Get, stars are fine. Nothing, I don't think that needs to change. Uh, I just I just think guys need to play better. And I do think we'll, we'll see stretches where the bench struggles to score. And that'll just be – that was the way it was for long stretches last season. Um, they got it done through defense. Occasionally, staggers help them out. We'll see how it shakes out this year. Malone, have uh, anything else notable to say? Yeah, just on the starters. Oh, no, he just also went on to say the game wasn't about any individual. It was about a collective. Uh, it was great to have Will back early. Quote, I think you did see glimpses of how Will can impact the game in so many different ways with his scoring, with his rebounding. Um but, you know, he digressed into saying the team didn't play well enough. I also heard from Jeff Green before I hopped on, fellows. Uh, Jeff Green, his concern level is really low. Really, really low. <laughs> um, Dude, Jeff Green's been league 14 years. Jeff Green almost, I thought he was trying to foul out tonight, potentially. He picked up five fouls in about seven minutes. Right. I thought for a second he was trying to foul out of the game. Yeah, it was not great. Uh, he did say, quote, I am not concerned about the wins and losses, more concerned about our principles, particularly on the uh, on the defensive end. Um, and, and that's what he's concerned about is the process. But the wins and losses, no. Um, you know, he did. He At one point he was asked, there was like a preseason preface, right? Like, well, it's just the preseason, but, you know, where's your concern level with? And Jeff said, well, it is the preseason. Uh, and I, I thought, you know, he's coaches plugging in lineups, coaches plugging in personnel as we go. And that's what the preseason is for. Um, he also touched on that as maybe why you haven't seen a ton of consistency from the bench thus far. Have to say, we saw that same kind of conversation happening last year and it never really came around. Um, but it's worth hitting on. I mean, there is some there is some juggling going on uh, on that scale. Yeah. But for the most part, man, I mean, I think. I, I think these guys know the pro the process wasn't great tonight and that's more important, but they're not sweating these results. Dev, if you were Michael Malone, would you have chewed these guys out tonight in the locker room? Would you have just tore into them? No, um, no, just cause I would want to be even killed with the team that is missing their like starting point guard. And also just is trying to figure things out. Um, I would, I would just make sure that I emphasize defense um, more than anything else. Um, and then also talk about like, hey, we, we're giving you guys the option to have the green light. We're shooting the three ball well. I mean, three ball um, a lot more, and it's just not working for us. So defense has to be what we like stand on. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what we have to be on for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't chew them out right now just because your, um, your panic level shouldn't be um, that high in the preseason. You, you would look crazy just going all out in the preseason and it not mean anything right now. Okay. I'm not going to fight with the comments too much. We are not worried about Will's opinion. Will doesn't watch this show. I don't have a text line with Will. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that uh, Will doesn't want to move to the bench, which is correct. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. What, Patrick. That, I got fired up. I got saying. fired up. Patrick. Yeah. That's on me. I'll yeah. take the L. I'll no. take the L. I just want to say we, yeah. the goal is yeah. to get the best five starters on the floor that you can. And that the best five starters that we have seen in my time covering the Nuggets, sorry about that, Patrick, was post-trade deadline last year, and that included Will Barton. So the goal is to get those five back on the floor. Yeah. Now, we love you guys in the comments for sure. Thanks for tuning in. We got like 200 – we got a bunch of people tuning in right now, way more than I thought 
would be tuning in after this loss. So shout out to you guys. We really, really appreciate it. Um, no, I'm going to ask you the same question, but would you have chewed out these guys after this game? I mean, I, uh, maybe I'm, I don't know who cares what I would have done. I'm sure Malone, like whatever, you know, but that's what I, I was wondering. I was wondering if Malone was going to like really give them his peace of mind. Maybe, maybe it was actually kind of hard to get a read on that talking to him tonight. Like he seemed angry, but hard to tell if like the worst of it had passed or not. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think he's just disappointed, man. I think he's just like, well, here's the thing. We get to sit up here and say it's just preseason. And by the way, we're right. But Malone still has to do his job. <laughs> right. Like he, he has to coach. And they can't just show up on Wednesday next week and think they're going to be ready to go. So if anyone should be concerned about this stuff, it's him. Um, so, I mean, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have. I might have just, like, given them the silent treatment, to be honest. Just, like, walked in, just, like, uh, crumpled up the box score and just like, <laughs> thrown it in the middle of the room and just went on the bus. It's like, if you really chew into these guys – what's it really going to accomplish? They're going to be like, all right, you know, we got to be better. We got to, we got to come out. We haven't done anything yet. Well, you're probably not playing tomorrow. Like talking about the starters. Yeah. You got a week off until the regular season. I mean, I just don't think it would have done a lot of good. And also you really going to chew out like Jeff green. <laughs> Jeff, I gotta think, like, Jeff, green did, God. Jeff green did not look like a guy who had just been chewed out. When yeah. The guys, him. the guys played 14 preseasons before. I doubt he's like worried about what's going to happen in the regular season based off tonight. I mean, real quick as we welcome Adam back, but I think we can all agree. Like there was an intensity problem tonight um, <laughs> as, as in a severe lack thereof. And yeah. I think a coach would be right to be upset about that, but I don't think this particular group will be galvanized by him reaming them out in this moment. I don't know. I wasn't in the room. Don't even know what happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam, Adam, yeah. You, you, you were in the room kind of just, now. I was in the room. Um, you're right. Technical difficulties, lots of fun. Um, so Will Barton spoke and he just, you know, asked about like his level of concern. He said, I'm not concerned at all. We will fix our problems or something by opening night. So, you know, and a way only Barton can supreme confidence and, and, you know, it seems like this one's one he'll just like to flush down and, and forget about. It's funny. It reminds me every time I I was reminded of this the other day when I was at practice. I think I brought it up here. But when we're away from the team so much, you, you know, you look at things from the outside and you're like, oh, man, they don't look good. And was so-and-so bench? Was this happening? Then when you get um, then when you talk to these guys, they're so unbothered by it. And that's kind of yeah. how I feel tonight. Totally, totally, yeah. It's it's the preseason, man. It's the preseason. It it is what to, it is. Any other final thoughts before we get out of this? We did an hour on a horrible preseason. Game. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Will, I feel kind of good about the night I had. Like he didn't shoot the ball well, one to six, but nine rebounds, like four assists. He was active. He looked pretty spry, except when he got blocked on that layup. That would have been a great uh, time to see that new burst. <laughs> by by Poku, yeah, like Barton had that burst, except for on that play. Um, but yeah, I, I thought all in all it was a positive night getting Barton back uh, back out there. Yeah. Any other closing thoughts? Um, guys, preseason. Wait, you know, it'll it wasn't ugly. You don't have to pretend it was pretty, but wait, wait till it looks like that for real before you before you give yourself sorrow. 
Yeah, it, it's funny. Um, there is the one more preseason game. Who knows what will happen with it? But one week from tonight, guys, we will be back at the DNVR bar. And I promise the vibes will be immaculate. I'll be drinking uh, a nice cold, probably, what, what will I have? Probably a, um, a Mountain Beach. A Mountain Beach. I'll be eating the burger, the Bronco burger. I'll be very happy. I'll be amongst all of the, the diehard D, uh, Denver Nuggets fans. It's going to be a great time. We just have to suffer through one last week of preseason, and then it's the on season. My Let's go one week. We will have a D line back, and that that's that's who I live for. So he has a sixth sense. He knows when the bad games are coming, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm he just doesn't guys. come on the show during the preseason." Come on, he knows. Uh, all right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that like button. Check out our player preview series. I promise you, you're going to enjoy them. They get better and better every single day. Uh, and then you're going to want to become a DNVR member so you don't miss the list. I've gotten through. I've clipped probably 200 different videos for the list over the last uh, week or so. You're not going to want to miss those as well as our coverage all week long, uh, every single week during the, the regular NBA season. Thanks, everybody. Well, oh, crap. I always forget when I do this that when Kale's not here. But I have yeah, to you need the exit screen and turn the music down. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's on the right there. Yeah, there you go. It goes like this. And then you just... Guys, right now at Hassle Cattle Company, if you use the code DNVR10, you're going to get 10% off your entire purchase. Of course, that's at HassleCattleCompany.com. If you're in the area, stop by the DNVR bar. We've got Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu beef on all our burgers. It's super, super good. And again, if you're not in the area, check out HassleCattleCompany.com. Use the code DNVR10 for 10% off your entire purchase every single time not just a one-time deal every single time they've got everything at hassle cattle company some of us at dnvr we actually live off of hassle cattle company purchases pull a bunch of friends together any orders over 200 you will receive free shipping uh, so check out everything they have to offer at hasslecattlecompany.com make sure to use the code dnvr10 for 10 percent off your purchase and if you're in the area if you're on east colfax if you're in denver stop by the dnvr bar all our burgers are awesome and they have hassle cattle company wagyu beef on them 